Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We are live at Texas Rangers Spring Training in Surprise. We're at Surprise Stadium right now. I believe the Royals will have a game getting going in about two hours, I want to say. Lankford struck out again. I think he struck gonna, out twice. I think no. they're going to send him down. <laughs> I would. Hold <laughs> on. Because he struck out twice in the backfields. I, they're like, send him down. I will say this. He, he doesn't uh, got it. And it was, it was a ball that he swung at for strike three. Tinoco looked great. Now, I, you know, what yeah, does that you mean? you seem pretty high on him it's out there. February 26th. Are they going to be like, he made the team February 26th? No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is, his stuff looked really good. He's making a great first impression on the backfield today. By the way, um, I was he was working, but I was right next to Michael Young. Just to give you an idea, he's on the other side of the fence. He's watching the game, but literally you can stand right next to Michael Young on the other side of the fence and watch the game right next to Michael Young right now. That is that is so freaking awesome, man. And, Kevin, I don't know if you saw, but if you're looking on the Twitch right now. It's a nice pair. Mike did procure us a pair of balls, baseballs, that is, for uh, for Peace-a-thon here. So this is really awesome, man. This and they is, said is really Josh cool. Young, they'll bring up Josh Young when he's ready to come up, but it'll be during our show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. Hey, as long as it's during I the just show. Just report what I've been told. That's fine. That's fine. As long as it's during the show, that's fine. All right. Why aren't the 2024 Rangers getting more national respect? And I, I know this isn't a surprise to you guys, but now that we're actually in surprise, I was looking at a couple of different things, and I just wanted to lay it out like this. If you look at betting odds, for example, Rangers 14 to 1, and CBS Sports had the playoff teams most likely to miss this year's playoffs, and they ranked the Rangers highly. In that, if you look at win total, 89.5 predicted win total, which is fourth best in the American League and seventh best in Major League Baseball. And this goes back to your John Smoltzes, who will be on with Sean and RJ tomorrow at night. This goes back to your MLB top tens. This goes back to your MLB top 100. It just feels like people across the nation are looking at this perplexed and they're like, how the hell did this team win a World Series? Sure. I mean, even even us last year in mid-September, the end of September, 
none of us felt good that they were going to go on the yeah. run to win the yeah. World Series. They were not playing great baseball, and then they did. They played great. They went 11-0 and on the road in the playoffs, which will never be matched again. Oh but they God, got yeah. hot at the right time. They played their best baseball at the right time. They had two starting pitchers and two relief pitchers get hot at the right time. They were scoring in waves uh, in innings where it just felt like the other team couldn't stop the bleeding until the Rangers put a five spot on the board. But that being said, if you this is all about paper right now. If I put on paper, this is the starting rotation. Evaldi, Gray, Dunning, Heaney, Bradford. On a piece of paper, that does not match up with a World Series contender. Uh, if you look at the bullpen, the bullpen does not match up with, oh, my gosh, if they're winning after six innings, this game is – like, right. to be honest, if you're losing after six innings, you're going to lose almost every game to the Houston Astros. On a piece of paper, with what they have, they have two of probably the eight best closers in Major League Baseball because – Presley is great. And it's going to pitch their eighth and He ninth. moves to the eighth inning, yeah. you know, and maybe they use Hayter in the eighth because they have two out of three lefties coming up. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston, if you're getting to the eighth inning and coming up is Simeon, Seeger, and Carter. They might be like, well, Hayter, you're pitching the eighth inning, and we'll save Presley for uh, Garcia and Josh Young in the ninth inning if everything works out. So uh, I, I do look at this team. I think the Rangers are going to play over 500. I think the Rangers have a chance to make the playoffs, and the Rangers have a chance to win the World Series. But when I do look at teams like the Braves, when I look at the Dodgers, when you look at some other teams – it makes sense that they're not favorites. It doesn't mean they can't or won't win, but then you have also Seager. When is he going to start the year? Yeah. Maybe on time, maybe yeah. not. Young, is he going to start the season on time? Maybe, maybe not. Hopefully we'll so find out. Today. Will DeGrom come back? Will Scherzer come back? Will Malley come back? These are all these are all questions that are tough to just have all yeses to, but I think the, one of the other things, Mike, too, yeah. is it's hard. It's yeah. hard to repeat. Yeah, the Yankees are the last. Yeah, it's it, it's very difficult to do that. You just played one sixty two. You play as I mean, we've talked to a lot of the guys. You played more baseball than anybody except for Arizona, and so you've gone through all that. You have to redo that. And you just pointed out Seager and Young. Those injuries and somebody else is probably going to get hurt at some point through the season. And people are probably just looking at that, going, "Hey, it's just that difficult to do it, Kevin." Now that being said, we've also here in Texas, always felt like they've just been underrepresented uh, nationally. Yeah. And I don't know how much this the East Coast, West Coast bias has to do with the fact that Gulf Coast uh, doesn't get that much love. Oh, no, we're a victim of Gulf Coast uh, bias. <laughs> yeah, so, but but that being said, like, we're not in the major market mecca. We are a major market, but we're not in the meccas uh, of where most of those contents come from. We also, if you're just looking at coverage, I think, Seeger has a chance to win the MVP. Seeger, you know this through card collecting. Yes. Seeger's not a guy people collect. Like, That's true. If you look at it, we don't have a Shohei Otani. We don't have a Mike Trout. No, and I know or that Cunha or Even Soto. a Bryce Harper, yeah. who yes. you're like, he yes. has followed tremendously nationally. Uh, you didn't get, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank, the guy who went to the Dodgers, the pitcher uh, that came over from Japan. Yamamoto. Yamamoto. You don't have Yamamoto here. So, Yes, there are some very good players. There's all-stars that are going to be here, and they're going to repeat as all-stars. You might even have a new all-star in Evan Carter. You have a super stud who could uh, possibly win Rookie of the Year in Wyatt Langford if Evan Carter doesn't win it. But you also don't have Mookie Betts and Shohei Otani and Yamamoto yeah. on the same team that's on 
arguably the second or third most popular team in all of Major League Baseball history. You have Yankees, Red Sox, and Dodgers. Those are the three most popular teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, so I just I understand what people are saying, and I saw you know Spittle sent us a good article on this and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm just okay, but I can't make up things just because we did win the championship. It's awesome. We are defending champs. It doesn't mean there's going to be a national spotlight on us because we don't have Patrick Mahomes. Have have you seen who's gotten the most social media buzz? I would assume it's the it Dodgers. Like it's gotta be the Dodgers. No, no, I'm sorry, for the Texas Rangers. Oh, like uh, which specific individual? Um, I mean, it's got to be Jonah Heim, considering they left him off that uh, stupid list of the top ten, and everybody like, griped about it. I, don't, I feel like the the look has been Seager, Seager the most because he's starting on the injured list. But I would maybe lean towards Wyatt Langford yeah, being that's here. Another one. You would lean incorrectly. The correct okay. answer is Logan Bursick Harrington. Now. He, yes, that look is fair. His last <laughs> name is Bursick-Harrington. The 18 characters, including a hyphen, oh, yeah. would tie <laughs> the longest name in Major League Baseball history. Oh. And Have Evan, you seen his jersey? Evan Grant <laughs> took a picture of this, and, and, and it went, Everywhere. It's from one uh, one love handle to the other, yes. across the top of his shoulders, through his back, all the way down to the next love handle. The closest I've ever seen is Salta Lamacchia. <laughs> That's a long, there. yeah, Salta Lamacchia. That was definitely a long one as well. So that is uh, the mother father situation. I assume. Uh, to be fair, I did not inquire about that, but I will check in on that. I have no clue, Mike. I don't know the answer to that. But isn't one. that when most people have a hyphen yeah, last name, yeah, they've taken yeah. on the mother's last name and the father's I, last yeah, name? Yeah, I, I believe that is correct. But, yeah, Evan Granite originally put out, oh, now you see why the lettering is so small. Is But my point is, I know that's just a fun aside, but while you hear about all the people that you just mentioned, Harper, Yamamoto, Shohei, is one of the things that's popped early in spring training for the Rangers is look how long this guy's last name is. Mm. And, like, they won the World that's Series. The yeah. And that's one of the things that has gotten the traction. And People don't get me wrong. the way the Rangers won it was fluky. That I We yeah. watched this team, though. Yeah. And, like, that's why we don't believe it was fluky. And I don't think the Rangers fans believe it was fluky either that they did it. They did it with – now, doing it with two pitchers is very difficult. Like, that's that's a very difficult thing. True, But we watched this team hit all season long, and when they are locked into their thing, whenever they're locked into forcing pitchers to pitch to them, they are one of the best, man. And unfortunately, the last 100 games of the season is what really, I think, shaped a lot of people's minds that it was fluky. Because let's say this would have been the COVID season and the Rangers finish the the uh, regular season off 40 and 20. I feel like then they win the World Series, club everyone in on road games. I feel like everyone yeah. would have been like, holy crap, this team was amazing all year. But the last 100 games, they were very mediocre. Right. They were, like you said, 40 and 20 and, and two games under 500 the rest yes. of the way. Yes. So I look at it, and if you wanted all the hype and buzz here that they're going to repeat and they're going to be tough to to beat, you would have, if you re-signed Montgomery and signed Yamamoto, 
Oh, my God. All, all the hype and buzz, would be like, dude, they just kept Montgomery, and they added Yamamoto, and they could be getting back to Grom and Scherzer after the All-Star break. Now, all of a sudden, you would see the over-under being probably 95 and yeah. a half. You would see the odds, instead of being 14 and 1 to repeat as the World Series champs, it might be 8 to 1 to repeat as the World Series champs. So, you know, you have to look at the offseason. I'm happy with what the Rangers did. Could they have done more with their budget? I guess not. But if they would have really gone like all in and said, screw it, let's do it again. Three years. And, you know, they did it two years. They did it with the middle infield and then they did it with pitching last off season. If they would have gone all in again and been like, we're going to pay uh, a 60 mil. We're going to give $60 million to major league baseball and say, give it to the poor teams because we're, right. we're, we're going all in. Somebody just texted in Kevin. This is interesting. When the Dude Perfect video drops, so the Rangers That's will get more example. attention nationally, at least with the youth. The over the weekend, my son Carter popped out of his room, you know, his cave. Oh, uh, congratulations! No, not like that. He popped out of his cave and he came over and he was like, "Dad, have you ever heard of Dude Perfect?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." As a matter of fact, one of the guys on Dude Perfect used to work with us, uh, old Kevin Sparkman, That's who's right. now working with them. And I was, I'm still shocked by that. But then you go back and think about what you saw him do athletically, and it was like, oh yeah, that dude's like he fits in perfect yes. with those guys. So yeah, one of our one of our old uh, KNC nighttime f- f- uh, friends is doing some great stuff with Dude Perfect. You love to see it. You love to hear it. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live from Surprise. Coming up next, the storming the court debate, plus which is better, hockey fights, in the stand fights, or Cam Newton fights. <laughs> Let's talk about it all next, right here on 105 Through the Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live at Texas Rangers Spring Training, brought to you by Sonic. Thank you very, very much to Sonic for being the presenting sponsor. Also, thank you very much to the on-time experts, Best Buy, Windows, and Siding. You'll see some of our confessional videos brought to you by them as well. So thank you very, very much. And I guess now that I think about it, you said Evan Carter 
went yard when you were down on the Nolan Ryan field earlier. I guess that means he does not have to be on the injury report brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. 100%. I think that was the great news is, yeah, everybody was worried. He's day-to-day. He wasn't – he's not in the lineup for today's uh, Arizona – I always want to say Grapefruit League game. What is this called? The Desert Game? Why am I drawing cactus a blank? League. Cactus League. There's a cactus right Right there in there. the middle of the center field, Mike. You brought it up earlier. I know, but it doesn't mean it's the league. They're not putting grapefruits out in the middle of the field in Florida. Are you sure? Yeah, are you sure? They didn't when I was there. Okay. But grapefruits grow on a tree, right? Oh, no, for clue. sure. <laughs> what did you think they did? You think they're potatoes? Maybe. I have no idea. I'm glad you're with me on no, this. No, I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> I've never seen a grapefruit tree before, Mike. I've never seen one. They're in Florida. All right. I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they oh, are. Yeah. It's the Grapefruit League. By the Cactuses way. Cactuses grow here. <laughs> See, Grapefruits grow in Florida. While you guys are focused on how a grapefruit grows, people on the fan text are already letting you know that they're disappointed is, in case you missed it, our presenting sponsor for spring training is Sonic. Mm. Good. Oh, Sonic. Sonic. All right. You ever had their nerd shake thing? I feel like that's too much sugar. (laughs) My kids love them. My kids, the slushy with nerds in them, my kids are like, when we go to Sonic, they're like, can I get a blue one with nerds? And I'm like, sure. (laughs) Like, but I'm like, I, that seems like overload, but it works what? for the kids. Their tots are the best tots, dude. They're I love always their tots. I agree. Crispy tots. tots. I do agree. I'm going to Sonic after the show. All right. Do they have them out here? Yeah. Yes, yes. we went to Sonic last year. Yeah. We did a video last year while you were doing the Rangers, while you were doing the broadcast. That was when Mookie went deep. Yep. Yes, we did hear that. I remember that home run. I didn't see it. I just heard the crack of the bat, and I thought, that's not good. All right. So the storming the court debate. Kyle Filipowski, it looks like he hurt his knee. I know originally Duke head coach John Shire said it was his ankle, but you can clearly see, and Filipowski said later, it was his knee. He is hobbling off. If you get a chance to go back and watch this video, watch the, I can't remember if it's the Duke equipment manager or like student assistant or whatever. That kid, or maybe man, like, goes out there and just, he, like, straight up Kevin Costner bodyguards that thing. And he's like, I'll get you, Flip. I will save you. It, it was horrible. I was watching it live. And then I saw him limping off. And here's what I thought. Because they threw, it was kind of the Christian Lakner play for no reason. They were down by four. four. Yeah. So there is no way to win unless you catch it with 1.8 seconds, shoot it, make it, get, get fouled. fouled, make your free throw to send it to overtime. But it was immediately intercepted, game ends, rush court, and then they show the replay, and I'm like, how did he get hurt? Was he jumping for the ball? And then they show a kid run right by him and, like, sweep the leg karate yes. kid style. And then he got almost trampled it's, once he was off balance. And so I was, I was just, I'm not a Duke fan. I'm not a Duke sure, hater sure. either. I was actually showing my son how to play kind of a big man role. I'm like, the way that this kid plays, Filipowski, I need you to watch him because next year, like when he plays freshman basketball, this is going to kind of be your role on the basketball team. This is a good person to watch. And then freaking some kid from Wake Forest, I don't know how to punish him exactly, but he should be punished some way, somehow for, for hurting another player. That's, that can't be allowed. You cannot have a fan. I know it was by accident. I don't think he was trying to intentionally hurt him, 
But you, you you just can't have that. Yeah, I do. I do wonder like if there are, I don't know if there's any charges that can be pressed or anything, or if they would, you know, for something like that. But Kevin, I love this line. Uh, just trying to get my way off the court, and you've got these crazy college students just doing whatever they want. It's got it's got to be a little more protective when things like that happen. And it's, I just like that. There's crazy college kids out here. Who's who's the biggest story? Who's the big, biggest singular player? In all of college basketball this year. Oh crap! Is the kid There's a kid Nebraska? from Baylor who I know is good. There's Filipowski who's good. All of college basketball. Not big, the kid from Nebraska. Biggest, biggest player. It's uh, not the big tall dude from story. Purdue. Not even close. It's not Zach Eady. It's Caitlin Clark. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, sorry, I wasn't thinking about that. I need to. You know what, That's Kevin? You. You're right. I need to start thinking about women more. Is about Playing basketball sports. About a month or so ago, she got trocked oh, on yes, she uh, uh, and people rushing. And just think how big of a deal it was. It's like, hey, she broke the all-time women's scoring record. She's obviously coming up on um, Pete Maravich's all-time NCAA scoring record. What if, like, that would have caused a shoulder injury or something? I realize it happened with Duke. I Like, I like Duke basketball. They lost that game fair and square. But I, I was listening to Seth Greenberg this morning. And I thought he made a really salient point. And then, Corey, you had a great addition this morning. Is like, can we not take like a minute? Play the alma mater is what Corey's suggestion was to go win it. And then everybody can rush the court and go wild. And that's just the deal. It's like, you need to hustle your ass off the court if you're one of those players. Yeah. Well, it does take away from the emotion if I you play it. the alma mater. But it's probably a safer pursuit sure. of it. Uh, for everybody involved. I, Mike, when it comes to... I just feel like this. What if, what if instead of... Filipowski getting hurt. He sees that person running at him, and he makes solid contact with both hands, pushing him away. And that that's kid, like Legarrette Blunt, right? That kid People falls down and pops yeah. his head on on the uh, hardwood floor and has a concussion. He's getting sued. Mm -hmm. One. Now the NCAA is suspending him probably for at least the ACC conference tournament for protecting himself. For, and then he'd be like, "Well, I have." I have literally 150, if not more, Crazy people college sprinting kids. at me. And so the one that was closest to me, I put my hands out to make sure that he couldn't touch me. And he's, you know, so little and small. I didn't know he was going to fall back and pop his head on there. But it's my fault. So the court I'm playing at that nobody's supposed to be on except for the players, you allow all these people to come out. And if I do anything, I'm considered the bad guy. But in this case, it feels like to me – that the fan who did this is not considered a bad per like I'm not saying a bad person in general like his whole life but didn't do a bad thing what he did was a bad thing that you you need to make sure never happens again in in college basketball pro basketball they don't allow anybody to rush the court anymore so you don't have to worry about that the there are two things on that to, like we know Philip Philip Kowski's name we don't know the other guy at all yeah and, and I do it's weird I'm sorry Corey I see some people like oh it looks like Filipowski was the one who's trying to make contact. <laughs> he didn't run into the stands. They were all ran yes, after him. I'm sure you try to brace yourself or do something to protect yourself. And then on the other side of that video, somebody takes a swipe at him after he's already stumbling down. I've always looked at, like, I've seen, I like, I'm okay with the idea of rushing a football field. Although there are a lot more people, but the space is bigger. 
the basketball court is a very small space, and that like I feel like that one's the one. You, I, I'm not I'm not trying to rush a basketball court. Now, baseball field too has a lot of space, but I don't. We don't ever see people rushing baseball fields. It seems like it's too much effort to try and get out there uh, with the nets and all that stuff too. So we we always see somebody like or we'll hear about somebody trying to get onto the field, but not rushing like that in any way, shape, or form. Hopefully, I mean, for me, I hope it stops. I I know that people are like, no, it's part of college basketball, and this is awesome. I, I don't. It's it's weird how we're doing all these things to protect players in all of these sports but we still are like yeah you know what because i just don't it's never happened so will it happen probably not why wouldn't a kid just take a knife and stab him in the back uh you know when that happens that's his opportunity he hates duke he hates this player maybe he i know filipowski didn't do this and he doesn't seem to be this type of person but he christian Lakner stomps on somebody yeah what if, what if a kid decides Screw it. This is my time to get in my shot. This is my time to stab him. And I, I don't get how they're allowing this to happen. That, and I, I was I was looking at some history on this, and I just, for the people who are calling on it to change, is I, I'm with you. I love the solutions, but do you remember back in the day, Jared Sullinger said one of the Wisconsin fans when rushing the court spit on him. And is that why he, was he the one that punched him in like the throat or whatever was that the guy or was that a nebraska i remember player? he played for ohio state yes that that is okay. true is a columnist for the des moines register fractured his tibia and fibula after getting knocked to the ground all these times back like somebody got paralyzed in one of these once before and i'm like well if that didn't change it i i don't necessarily know yeah. if i think this will change i, I don't it. think it will change but it is a weird thing it's just it's now they now, if you watched basketball in the 80s, like when the Celtics would beat the Lakers, all the Boston Celtic fans would run onto the court. And, yes. Uh, and I they were all lined yeah, up. It and was they intimidating. Were, and they were kind of taking shots at Kareem, you know. And so it's just it, – and the NBA said we have to stop this. So literally, you know, I don't think college uh, campuses can do this, but you just hire 150 security guards so with two minutes left in an nba finals game or a conference finals game you'll start seeing like literally security yeah. shoulder to shoulder to make sure people can't run onto the court and then over time nobody even thinks to run onto the court in an nba basketball game after the mavericks or somebody wins the championship and I, i'm not here to phase it out from college basketball college football i would just like if you can figure out a way to make that buffer happen so like the players can get off the court off the field and they're okay now if we're talking about these interactions what is more exciting and i want to play you one clip of audio is it a cam newton fight the fight in the stands or is it the hockey fight? So I'm going to take you to cut number eight. If you have seen this fight, if you have not, we might stop and fast forward this audio. But there was a fight over the weekend that was incredible. And we have the possibility of a heavyweight battle right here. Delorier and Rempe sizing each other up. This started in warm-up. Listen to the crowd. So these two are just beating 
be freaking. Okay, hold on, back it up just a little bit, Alec. Back it up just a little bit and play the announcers at the very end again. These two beat the crap out of each other for about 38 seconds, and then the, net, the announcers come back in and say this. You don't see many of these anymore. Oh, you don't. I was just thinking of that, reminiscent of the old days in this rivalry. That was for the takedown. Matter of fact, it's Ray, I don't remember the last time I've seen a scrap like that in an NHL game. Some people mm -hmm. are saying fight of the decade in the NHL. And then there was the multi-person, multi-row melee that broke out at the UFC event in Mexico where I will say I did see one person individual, absolute, one person absolutely drop two other individuals with right hands. Is I'm sure you've seen fights in the stands or hockey fights or hell, we should probably talk about the Cam Newton fight. Is that exciting to you? Or if it's in the stands near you, are you like, not exciting? Because I do not want to get pulled into this or anything. Kevin, you and I were uh, in uh, Las Vegas years ago after Mayweather Maidana, a huge fight broke out. And you stood there and watched, and yes. I quickly ducked and, <laughs> yeah, that was and got probably behind the everybody go. else because I knew what was. I felt like I knew what was about to happen as I experienced a lot of stuff like this in East Dallas at Brian Adams, where fights would break out, and now you're pushed up against a wall and you're having to like find ways to breathe because you're you're pressed up against the wall because everybody's backing up or whatever. So I don't I don't find those things exciting. When I see it going on, my first thought is I got to go help break that up in some way. Right. But then also now uh, is I don't know what that dude's carrying. I have no clue what he's holding. Mm -hmm. I need to find security and try and help out and some just get this because we don't need little kids getting hurt in, in, in a situation like this either. So we don't need little kids seeing a bunch of drunk grown men fighting in the in the stands. Well, if you've ever been to an MMA show or perhaps a professional wrestling show. It is a time-honored tradition that you can count on seeing a fight and some people get kicked out. The thing at UFC, because I've been to a whole bunch of UFCs and I've never quite understood this, you see a lot of these fights go down before, like, the main event or co-main. And I'm thinking, theoretically, these are the fights that you came to see, but by that point, the alcohol's kicked in, I'm assuming. It's not a sober fight, and it's time to fight. And they get booted out and miss like the the fight that they were probably there to see. I remember fight watching a one fight Kevin though. I think it was MMA, it may have been boxing, but these two dudes, I don't even know if they blocked any punches the whole time. They just punched each other in the face I'm here for like for eight okay. straight rounds yes. and they were by the end of it they were just bloody and I was like that was insane. Those and they didn't they didn't care. They just like they were just sitting there hitting as hard as they could and taking punches and they never looked phased by it. And I was like, those guys have got to be done with life right now. So I'm gonna combine the stands and MMA. First of all, MMA for me, I just can't handle the gruesomeness of it. Yeah. I can handle boxing, but for me personally, like when I'm sorry, the the guy who his leg cracked when he stepped Ander back. Anderson Silva. Yeah, he, there's a whole bunch of them. The dude uh, who, there are who uh, he talked a lot of trash. He fought Floyd Mayweather Jr. His last fight, his leg snapped when he just kind of stepped back. Oh yeah, okay, um, yeah. But like, I just I can't handle that stuff. Connor. But Conor McGregor, thank you. But when when these drunk people, most yeah. likely in the stands, what if you had drunk MMA? What if the guys that were past their prime oh 
going You're like, so here's the deal. How is this not something that Colby already promotes? <laughs> he probably already does. That you're going to like, okay, they're past their prime, everything. But what if, you know, 10 years down the road, these guys are out of their prime, but they have to drink so much alcohol before the fight, and then they have to get in there, and then they drunk fight each other. Beer around. Uh, so, like, I think that is something that G-Bag has floated out that they're going to try and do is beer and inning. Uh, I'm not going to say I won't watch Because they're going to be doing their shows out here during oh, these dear. games. So every inning you have to finish your beer before the inning's over with. So oh. beer around would be a very fun get a, a couple drinks started. That way you're kind of loose, Mike. I see where you're going with this. You're yeah. loose a little bit. But the and thing then is, as the rounds go on, you have to, instead of water, you take on alcohol. You could get when they're both on the ground, like you could get some really dirty play because your brain that isn't is. working. <laughs> as, so you just see a guy that just is. take a chunk out of the guy's like <laughs> tricep. You're like, he just bit him in the tricep that he's like is, I'm drunk. did he spit out his mouthpiece or his arm man if you look back at the very beginning of the ufc right actually they were dangerously close to being at drunk mma because at one point they had floated out an idea that there would be a moat around the octagon and like they could put electric eels or something in there like they floated out i don't know how can electric eels kill you eventually i mean that they floated out some weird-ass stuff. It was really crazy. And then eventually it got much more regulated into the sport that you see today. And then also Cam Newton. All right, so I had to watch this in, like, recap form because I didn't see this when it was happening. We are on the plane and everything. Is He was at a seven-on-seven -seven youth football tournament, and three dudes came up to the stage while Cam Newton's wearing a sweet-ass hat and decide... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com time to throw down did we get information about what brought this on or if know. they were drunk or anything i just heard three guys are like hey let's try to take down cam newton even though he's you know much more athletic much bigger and half a foot taller than us yeah i, I have i don't have any backup information on that kevin other than i did see him throw one dude and then put another dude in a headlock while holding off another dude. And I was like, man, if he was in a Royal Tumble right now, this Stop would be amazing. It. Isn't that Stop how it happens it. at the Royal Tumble? All the guys That's get in the WCW, ring. That's WCW. Okay. What, how, no. how do they get all the guys no. in the ring at one time, Kevin? What's all, that one called? I hate all. If they're all in the ring at the same time, it's a battle royal. Battle royal. they come out every oh, hour and a half. Or excuse me, every minute and a half or two minutes, that's the Royal Tumble. Rumble. Okay, thank you. No, yeah. it's not the Royal Tumble. That's my favorite one. That's one. I really enjoy that one because doesn't it feel like the last person in the ring should have the advantage? I saw that. They combined it with the bash at the beach, I yeah, think. Yeah, but then Stone Cold's just still there the <sighs> whole time throwing people out of the ring. Was it the crash at the beach? No, it was not. <laughs> God. You're supposed to be on my side, Alec, not supporting this nonsense. Nasty Boston. But I know that Goldberg. I know that Cam Newton thinks he could still be a top ten quarterback in the NFL. He has not been out of the game for that long and to be like, I could take him down. Why would people want to go fight him at a seven on seven tournament? Youth football seems, tournament. Youth football, grow up. Come on. <sighs> 
Who won? I it definitely. I don't know who won the tournament, but it looked like Cam Newton definitively won that fight. Absolutely. The A17 bothers me. Corey called it Royal Tumble. Banish him. The one that infuriated me the most is when he said Rock Hot Steve Boston. <laughs> I remember that day. That, I was not Corn Swaddle. I was even... so so mad about that. Where it's the Hot Rod Williams. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. He, used to, he played for the Mavericks I for know. a second. I'm aware. He's a bench warmer. But he's uh, a good player for Cleveland. Okay. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you very much to the on-time experts, Best Buy, Windows, and Siding, and Sonic for making this trip happen. And right now, live some surprise. It's time for Mike Likes It. Well, as we're looking at the field, I always feel like I would mess this up. They're lining the first baseline. I just don't think I can walk that straight. Mm-mm. Like I, like that guy. I'm forgetting his name. Do you remember? Jake. It's Jake. That's Jake. The Jake out there. Your kid's your name kids. is Jake, Mike. If Jake got pulled over, he would ace the test. Yes, he would. Because he's that is walking the in a line. straight line. That is a straight line right down. There. Here's what's crazy. That they're li- the line from the foul pole to the edge of the dirt. Yeah, he hit it. Yeah, perfectly. He, he hit it perfectly. Yeah. He lined it up exactly. Yeah. That dude's amazing. Is he right. just a tracer, though? Is so, he just going over the line that's already there? Good question. I can't trace that good either. Okay. You yeah. can? I You're a perfect tracer? I don't know. I can't say the last time I've traced something. I'll work on that. I feel like we should take that thing, the what? line the line maker. Uh-huh. It, it's not chalk, by the way. It's paint. I saw them spraying paint in And so I would, I'm wondering if we could just go off someplace and see how straight we can do 90 feet. Jake's your guy. Why don't you ask him? The other thing, too, is just remember, I need to see if I can score 100 points in an NBA All-Star game. I need to go to Walmart and buy a basketball <laughs> and go find a basketball court and see if I can make 50 layups in a row because those are the looks you get in an NBA All-Star game where you just get uncontested. I can't dunk. Never could dunk. I don't need to dunk. In the All-Star game, they allow you to do uncontested layups. So I'm going to see if I could score 100 in an NBA basketball All-Star game. Is this part of Mike Likes It, yeah. or are these just ramblings off the I top mean, of your at head? At the moment, Both. Kevin, Mike we are Mike Likes It, and we're talking about yeah. it. So I Usually think it's I hard. do don't likes, yeah. That's but I'm true. doing likes. I like rambling. Here is <laughs> my main topic uh-huh. when it comes to Mike Likes It. How healthy do these Texas Rangers need to be? We're worried, and I am. I'm worried yeah. about the start of this season. I'm yeah. worried about missing three starting pitchers right now. and The left side of your infield. The left side of your infield. And let's be honest, most likely somebody's going to get nicked up before the season starts in your starting rotation, and they're not going to be able to start the season on time. I hope that the five guys we've been naming, the two lefties and three righties, are all going to be ready. But... Then I think about last year. So let's go over last year's World Championship Texas Rangers. Let's start off on the mound. Last year, Jacob DeGrom pitched one month for the Texas Rangers, and that wasn't even clean and healthy. He had to be taken out of the game against the Royals. He had four no-hit innings, and they had to take him out. So you weren't healthy there. Evaldi, great first half. Missed almost all of the second half. He pitched against Tampa to start the second half and then missed the next six to seven weeks of the second half. So your top two pitchers coming into the season were DeGrom and Evaldi, and neither one of them were healthy for the whole season. In fact, the one you were hoping on the most only pitched one month of the six months. Then you traded for Max Scherzer. He was the main guy. Montgomery was like, okay, this is going to be a nice middle-of-the-rotation guy. 
You traded for Max Scherzer, and he wasn't healthy for you either in the two months and wasn't healthy for you in the playoffs. So you weren't healthy on the mound last year when it came to starting rotation. So now let's go around the field because you had a lot of all-stars. Let's start off the way that they say number two on your scorecard would be the catcher, Jonah Heim. Was he healthy? No. He was not healthy for the whole season. He missed a good part of the time. And, in fact, when he came back, he couldn't even be a switch hitter. It hurt too much to bat from the right side. We saw him trying to work that out. Yeah, so he was not healthy. Nate Lowe, he was healthy. That's the number three spot on your scorecard, first base. He was. Number four, yes, he played all the games. Last year, Marcus Simeon, Scotty Pippened it, and he played all the games, 162. Shortstop. Not even close. There were two major parts in the season, early in the season, and then in the second half of the season that Corey Seager was out. In fact, he kind of played hurt at the end of the year and through the playoffs. You would have never known it the way he played in the playoffs, but he was not healthy for the playoff run. Josh Young, who we're going to have up here any minute now uh, to uh, talk about this upcoming season. He was not healthy. He took a line drive off of the thumb, and it broke his thumb. And he was out approximately six weeks of the year. So he was hurt. So now we go to the outfield. So now we go to left field. You never had a consistent left fielder. Now, guys filled in great there. Jankowski at times did a great job. You had Ezekiel Duran go out there. We went over his numbers. I don't know what he was when he played left field, but you tried to have his offense out there. You used some other guys out there. But that left field was a random position for the whole season. Leody Tavares was healthy for the majority of the season, but he started off hurt. Remember, that's how yeah. Jankowski made the team is because Leody wasn't that. ready to start the year. And what an odd blessing that turned out to be. Adolis Garcia was healthy for most of the year, but when you thought you needed him the most, he jumped for a home run and hurt his knee. And that made Another Evan Carter. Another odd blessing. Evan Carter did come up in September, but... If you look at that, he didn't stay healthy throughout the whole season. So now I go through this. Your bullpen was crazy. Let's just put it at that. I won't even talk about health. Your bullpen was crazy for the whole year. So the Rangers weren't healthy last year and won the World Series. So Jamie Moyer has talked about health. Everybody we bring up here will probably talk about health. And yet that wasn't a super healthy team last year, and they won the whole thing. I would say... One of the things, I mean, go look at the way the schedule worked out. They they were hot early, and that gave them the padding to withstand that throughout the year, withstand injury as much as just weird down moments in the season. They had moments where you were just like, they don't look like the same team, and I don't know how much of that had to do with injury, but that hot start was definitely a factor, and what we're looking at right now is a bunch of guys where you're like, we now we have to wait on players to arrive from health. So the can yeah. you still have that hot start? I don't know how much Kevin of that hot start came from I've said that like three times in a row now. Hot start. From Bochi like the that whole the the beginning where he gave the speech and how they were all ramped up and maybe that's why they came out on fire. It was like a new that. era, right? Yeah, absolutely and, and the, it was. The, the Rangers ran with it. Bochi The signing of DeGrom definitely I think made a lot of the players go, "Oh, they're for real." Yeah. The, the, the management's for real about trying to win. So I feel like the Rangers need to be healthy, but yet last year so many players in certain situations stepped up. And then when somebody would fall, as in somebody would get hurt or somebody would get cold, somebody else picked up the slack. And so 
can the Rangers accomplish that again? Because to be honest, you can't say, can the Rangers stay as healthy as last year? Because they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was not the case. They did not win 90 games based off of good health. They won 90 games based off of depth and based off, off of guys stepping up tremendously in roles. When you needed somebody to step up, you just lost an all-star catcher. Mitch Garver stepped up and became a, for that time, yes. he was an all, if you look at his numbers for that six-week stretch approximately, he was an all-star catcher. When you look at what Ezekiel Duran did early on in the year when Corey Seager got hurt, he put up all-star numbers at shortstop. When you had Adolis Garcia go down, Evan Carter came up and he put up uh, over 300 batting average and over one OPS and hit five home runs in limited games. Like you just had, and that's just a few examples. Evaldi, when DeGrom got hurt, Evaldi steps up and becomes one of the three best starting pitchers in the American League from May 1st until the All-Star break. Evaldi arguably was the best pitcher in the American I League. absolutely Obviously, like Garrett that. Cole would have an argument yeah. there, but like he's in that conversation. So my next thing that I wanted to get to, because uh, this is kind of a little bit of a baseball nugget too. According to MLB.com, the Angels are getting close to signing Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery, not and. Really? So I don't know if that is going to happen, but I just wanted to report that Montgomery might stay in the, the division in the West by signing with the Angels. Uh, this was I was reading this this morning from MLB.com. It says the Angels are close to possibly signing one of the free agent lefties. Because for a while it seemed like the Yankees and Snell, and then for uh, lately it's felt like Montgomery and the Red Sox were pretty attached. Yeah. But what's going to be interesting there is you are signing with a team that doesn't look like they can win anytime soon. Yeah. Are you signing with a team that's going to trade you to a team? I would think that Snell or Montgomery would want at least a 50% no trade clause, and that would mean right now pick out 15 teams or 14 teams that you will not go to. Like, if we work out a deal with these teams, you can immediately void it. I don't know. It might be a, more of a list of 20 teams. I don't know. How, but How tough is this, Mike? I, I'd be really curious about this. I realize it is a crap ton more money. But let's just say he signs for, I don't know, like four for 100. Yeah. And the Yankees, I, I realized they were going after Snell. But the Yankees were like, hey, I'll give you three for 70. Even though it's a no-brainer to take the $30 million more million, how tough do you think it is as a player to be like, I'm going to be stuck in potentially baseball hell for a long time? I think it can be tough. I think that that was what was really tough on Corey Seager because he was in baseball heaven with yeah. the Dodgers. So if you kind of have come up through a system that, let's just say you're a Royal, and the Royals have won a championship recently. They won it in 15, yeah. I believe. So. But if you've been with the Royals the last five years and then you go sign with the Angels, yeah. maybe it doesn't feel as bad because you're used to it. And I should have brought this up because you're talking about the money situation. One of the four Boris clients did sign. Cody Bellinger I did, did sign that. back with the Chicago Cubs. So for opening night, this matters to the Rangers. Cody Bellinger will be ready to go on opening night. The Rangers host the Cubs for that first series. Cody, Cody Bellinger will be there. It looks like Boris, I don't know this, might be giving up on the big long-term contract. Cody Bellinger. Whoa. Three who's for 80? Three for 80, but the first two years are $30 million. So $30 million okay. this year, $30 million next year, yeah. and a player option for $20 million in year three. There's actually a player option after this year. So if, Belly if Cody Bellinger repeats his season, 
he can opt out of this thirty million dollar contract. So I it's thirty you. million opt yeah. out, thirty million opt out, twenty million okay. free agent. So interesting. I thought that was interesting. I'm wondering if Boris is giving in and going, I'm not gonna get you guys long term deals. I can still get you the money, but it's gonna be on a short term deal. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.